Life as We Know It with Tom Walton. I don't like fish. I don't care for the taste. I can't stand the smell. There, I said it. Let the nasty comments begin. When a restaurant companion has served a whole fish, you know, head, fins, and tail included at no extra charge, it makes me physically ill. Once an entire dead lobster was plunked down as a centerpiece at our table at a seafood joint. It was staring right at me. I ordered a house salad and called it a night. The lobster's glare haunted me for a month. Are there other people like me, misfits, who eschew what to them are the unchewable denizens of the deep? Are there other poor souls like myself, individuals who have had to endure the slings and arrows of skeptical friends and relatives, or am I truly alone? Surely you must know a guy who reluctantly tags along with a group to Joe's Crab Shack and orders the ground round, or someone who will only eat Mrs. Paul's fish sticks if strapped to a rack and force-fed. An all-you-can-eat seafood buffet? Please, just take me to White Castle and I'm good to go. For me, surf and turf means a nice steak grilled on a hibachi at the water's edge. Pour me a nice glass of Merlot, let me enjoy my dinner, and get me out of there before the tide comes in. Perhaps I sound hypocritical. You could rightly point out that a cheeseburger is just a dead cow gussied up with a slice of onion and Heinz 57. You would be correct, but the burger doesn't look like a cow, and it doesn't smell bad. I'm sure it must be un-American to avoid eating creatures that come out of the water, but so be it. If a critter lives underwater, I say let it stay there. It's the humane thing to do. Where's the SPCA when the American Legion has its fish fry on Friday nights? It's possible my phobia stems from an incident as a child while swimming in a creek near my house. I had an unfortunate encounter with a crawdad. I'll spare you the details, except to say it did not go well for either of us. The physical pain went away in a few hours. The emotional scars endure to this day. And don't get me started on fishing as a recreational activity. Could anything be more boring than sitting in a rowboat and waiting for that little bobber thing to disappear? I tried it once, and I swear I could hear the fish laughing at me. Besides, I drowned a bunch of worms. My favorite all-time cartoon in The New Yorker showed a father and son sitting on a riverbank, fishing poles in hand and their lines in the water. The little boy looks up at his dad and says, You mean now we just sit and wait? I love that kid. As long as I've got the soapbox, let me also rail against ice fishing. These people drag a hut onto Lake Erie, drill through the ice, drop a line, and then sit and stare at the hole all day. This is entertainment? I guess it depends on how many Bud Lights made the trip. Invariably, a few of these hardy souls will become so absorbed with staring at the hole, they are oblivious to the fact that the ice is beginning to break up around them. So out comes the Coast Guard or the Sheriff or some other government entity, subsidized by your tax dollars and mine, to rescue these bozos, and that's just not right. We need a law that requires every ice fisherman to post a $500 bond before venturing out on the ice. If they make it back to shore by dark and without taxpayer assistance, they get their money back. In the meantime, I will try to balance my diet in ways that do not require biting into a fish. But if I ever find out I am related to that great fisherman himself, Isaac Walton, I will be deeply conflicted. Life as We Know It is written and hosted by Tom Walton and is a production of WGTE Public Media. Life as We Know It with Tom Walton can be heard on WGTE FM 91 every Monday afternoon during All Things Considered at 5.44 p.m. Or hear past episodes at wgte.org life.